Um, two hugs, I feel like since this is such a like planned conversation, do you want me to wait for you, Victoria? Okay. Um, Victoria's had enough of my lifestyle. Yeah, that's okay. I was okay. just thinking, okay. should I just stay? And I was like, no. Are you sure you don't want me to get your laptop? This is going to be the first of many. We'll keep yeah. checking in with yeah. her. Oh, okay. So. Sure. Um, I feel like I need to, like, give, like, a context sure. of, like, where we are in Costa Rica. Okay. Um, with Vanessa. <laughs> Vanessa is my guest today on Manuland. <laughs> we haven't heard of me. <laughs> we haven't had Vanessa in a long time. <laughs> and the last time she talked about poop. That's true. <laughs> oh, no. Actually, and a lot of our other, I've had other, a few other conversations of ours. One I haven't posted, and another one um, was terrible quality. Oh yeah. Yeah, the one we did in the life coaching course. At CSI, yeah, there's a lot of background noise. Yeah, you yeah, could hear the of... entire other conversation. Oh really? So yeah, uh, for privacy bummer. reasons, we are not going to be sharing sure, that yeah. one. That's okay. Um, I don't think it was the best. Yeah. So uh, I didn't prepare a bio for you. Uh huh. A little bit impromptu. I literally. And just... I'm looking forward to hearing your spontaneous bio. <laughs> I don't even know what kind of questions I have. So why don't we? I mean, obviously, not obviously, but part of what I like about this podcast is that it talks about. I try to. I think I have conversations with people about things that are, you know, somewhat unconventional. Sometimes, like it's not mainstream thinking. Like yeah, it's yeah. thinking. Within like it's mandy thinking, it's mandy thinking, but like there's a lot of people who think like, don't yeah. background noise. We just discussed this. <laughs> um, just like conversations that I think need, I think need more attention. Like that's it. Conversations sure. that deserve attention, and I think um, even if we start off with this idea that like you know in life we have these like things that we're supposed to, we think we're supposed to do, like. You know, when you're in a relationship, it's supposed to be monogamous, and monogamous means that you are with this one partner, and, like, that's how it is. And, and you own them. And you own them, yeah. Um, yeah, and so recently you've told me about a different lifestyle. Yeah. Is that bad to say lifestyle? Like, because it's not just lifestyle. Like, it's not... It's not bad. I guess maybe it's, like, sort of incomplete or something. I don't yeah. know. I guess it is a lifestyle kind of feels like a philosophy a philosophy also. Ooh, i like that oh yeah okay, okay. yeah <laughs> so you have this i'm not new philosophy but i'm new to your philosophy that's right. i wasn't privy to your philosophy because until recently my pseudo privacy right yeah so do you want to share your philosophy sure yeah so such I, a good word yeah it is a good word i actually love the word philosophy it's just fun to say um so i'm polyamorous which means i don't have monogamous relationships with people that's that's basically it there we go, just end like, of podcast. Yeah, the end. Uh, back to my private life. No, it's just like, that's, yeah, like, that's how I feel about what love is. Yeah, so I mean, not that I think monogamy is bad, it's just not for me and lots of other people. Can we just define the word polyamorous for people who don't know Latin? Um. It means many loves. Yes. <laughs> for people who don't know Latin. Actually, one of the things I'm grateful for my mom haranguing me about as a kid is like the Latin root words of words oh, really yeah. helped me in science and also this, I guess. But yeah, it means like many loves. So it's the idea that you have like multiple romantic partners instead of one. Although there's lots of different ways to do it. So a lot of people in that sphere still have like one primary or main partner. 
and then there's like lots of different ways to do it. But yeah, basically, it's the opposite of monogamy. Mm -hmm. So okay, so you've been you've had this philosophy. You've probably had this philosophy your whole life. Yeah, yeah like I remember learning about like polygamy in high school and being like. Well, so I guess the, the one context you learn about it is, is typically, like, a man having many wives. Mm -hmm. um, but fortunately, when I learned about it in school, we were also taught, like, so this is a marriage-based system, but, it, like, a woman having many husbands. And I was like, that's pretty cool. Like, I never knew that existed, and it totally makes sense. And I guess the many wives thing is sort of also for child-rearing purposes. So you can have, like, a million kids mm -hmm. and not kill your one wife in the process. But, like, <clears throat> but even just the, like, the fact that it shattered the conventional thinking. Yeah, because I went to Catholic school. Right. <laughs> wow. Lots of conventional thinking got shattered. Although, actually, even as a kid, I didn't subscribe to a lot of the ideas I learned in Catholic school. So, anyway, it's not like I was really into that. And then, but yeah, I, I remember other kids being like, "That's weird. I would find that weird." And I was like, "I think that's kind of interesting." So I've always found it interesting. And also, like I, you know, I grew up in a family where, like my parents were married and they were monogamous like supposedly and then my dad had a very long-term affair and I just like I constantly saw infidelity around me and I was like this doesn't really seem to be working for a lot of people not everybody some people you know are like maintain that agreement but a lot of people don't and I think part of it is because you it's an assumption people make they think they have to try this way and if it doesn't Work. Try the monogamous way. Yeah, because yeah. that's the default way. And if it doesn't work, then there it's a personal failing. But yeah, another then, way to look at it is like maybe that just doesn't work for you. Yeah. And if you found someone else or someone else's yeah. that also felt that way, then you wouldn't be hurting other people. Like monogamy is based on the idea that everything is out in the open and everything's consensual, so you're not intentionally hurting people by withholding the truth from them. You can still hurt people unintentionally, of course, but like... Yeah, that's, and I never wanted to get married, maybe that's a function of my parents being divorced, but I just like, that, yeah, that wasn't the path for me, I just always felt like that, ever since I was a little kid. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, when did you start, um, I mean, I don't even know if this was a fair question, but like, when, when did you become more intentional about it, I guess, as a, like, as a... Well, guiding philosophy for practice, for existence. Yeah, the way I got into it was not really like a healthy way to get into it, and that's probably true for a lot of people. Although I feel like now it's very like becoming much more mainstream. There's like tons of podcasts and tons of books and articles. Like there's an article in Toronto Life like a month ago about a local mm. person who wrote a book. Um, oh yeah, I think it's just called Polyamorous. I forget okay. her name. Ugh. But anyway, um, she has two male partners, and the three of them, I think they live together, but. Yeah, like it's, so at the time I was not happy in my monogamous relationship and I was too afraid to leave it. Mm. And so I brought up the idea of having other partners. Right. And um, basically my partner at the time said, yes, if the other person's female, that's okay with me, which is like kind of a gross gender. Well, yeah, I'm going to say it's gross. I guess it like, for traditional masculinity, it's like you don't want another guy hanging on your racket. It's like kind of a territorial thing, but I also think that my partner was blindsided and that was just like the reaction of the moment or whatever yeah um and so basically we started casually seeing a, an, a female partner like a third female partner um but what happened is we got caught up in like how fun and exciting it was and it like picked up a lot of steam and got way out of hand really the quickly. two of you 
Yeah. Um, her living situation wasn't ideal, so we invited her to live with us, and this all happened like within a year. So it was right. like a very fast moving thing. Was can I ask if this was the first time you were with a woman? Yeah. It okay. Was. Yeah. And so like like all kind of like little I don't know subcultures or whatever. There's all this like slang that goes along with the polyamory world, and so one of the the acronyms that people talk about is new relationship energy, and it's like the idea that you're like what could go wrong? This is amazing. Like, I can never fail. It's like Icarus, like, flying too close to the sun. So we were like, this is great. So obviously it failed. Uh, which, like, it failed in a way that was, like, a huge learning process. And I, so, eventually what happened in the end is my partner and I broke up. And I stayed The original. With, yeah. My male partner and I broke up and I stayed with my female partner. Um, and it was, like, a pretty tough breakup because it was two relationships breaking up and that feels awful. And also... He didn't have a lot of self-awareness at the time, and he was very surprised by it, even though we were obviously very unhappy. We were arguing all the time. I still feel badly for, like, the position our third was in, because it was, like, she was often trying to manage mm-hmm. our dynamic, which was not good from the beginning. So, um, I mean, one thing I'll say about that is, like, polyamory is not a, like, solution if you're not happy in your <laughs> relationship. Not at all. Just, like, having a baby does not help yeah. a terrible marriage. Having a baby, having an affair, having another partner... Having a drinking problem, none of those things are helpful if you're unhappy. If the original relationship. relationship. Yeah. So I really, really firmly believe like I would that relationship would have ended anyway mm-hmm. uh, because my initial motivation was that I wasn't happy, and so it was ju- really just a matter of time. So, I mean, live and learn. I actually blamed myself a lot because it was like my idea, and I took responsibility, and also because I was overtaking responsibility for the relationship in general. Um, and then I started seeing a therapist for the first time after that because I was so, I don't know, knocked off my feet. Like, we were together for eight years, and I, like, it was very codependent, so I was really immersed in it, and I was 23 when we started dating, and I just turned, I was in my early 30s, so a lot of stuff had changed, and I was like, I don't know who I am, and it's, and to her credit, my new female partner was like, you gotta, I can't help you, like, you gotta go talk to someone. Mm-hmm. Um... I remember my therapist well, one day being like, I was just like, it failed, it was all my fault, it was my idea, like, I let everyone down, I didn't take care of everyone, blah, 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 I made all these promises, which, of course, like, I made the promises because I was put in the position where I felt like I needed to, and blah, 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 um, and she was like, no, I think you did a really good job, you were together for a year, you had no idea what you were doing, like, yeah. this is fine, and helped me, like, reframe that experience, but, um... I'm always so happy when I meet people that are, like, not doing it that way and actually, like, intentional about what they're doing. Because I guess I was, it was intentional, but it wasn't really, like, Yeah. Very you didn't have any guidance through it, though. No. But, like, information was out there, and I just didn't seek it out. I was like, let's throw noodles at the wall and see what happens. Yeah. Which sometimes works. Yeah. I mean, maybe had that original relationship not been so not working, mm-hmm. you would have had the energy to do this. But, like... Yeah, that's true. You know, it just was kind of was a solution but still something you've always had in the back of your mind so yeah. it like kind of I guess served sometimes you do these things where like you kind of sabotage yourself and it like opens up an opportunity to do like yeah. I sort of feel like that happened recently also but yeah. any hoops um yeah so that's and then we just stayed together right her and I so did you okay so because like you went from like a male partner to a female partner and you well, I'll ask another question after, but, like, did you, because when you say polyamorous, like, that is more about the relationship's status, as in, like, multiple like romantic... Like, the framework of the structure of the relationship. Yeah. yeah, but that doesn't really, like, 
um, like, where does, like, sexuality fit into that? Like, heterosexual? Like orientation? Yeah. Like, anywhere, really. Like, it's not, they're, there's, like, they're different. Like, they're not no, they're dependent not the same, on but, like, other. yeah, some, you know, like, oh, there's so, there's, the thing is, that's so cool about polyamory is that there's, like, a million different ways to do it, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, some traditionally, like, married heterosexual couples just have, like, times where they can see other people or where they have sex with other partners together and other people literally just have like five partners that are equal and they see them so it can be like men women whatever like so would um, you i hate label i mean whatever labels exist right to help people understand things like would you and so to prevent people from drinking bleach right (laughs) um would you would you consider yourself bisexual yeah Okay. I mean, it, it still, like, feels yeah. like an incomplete, li- like, and also, yeah, I know. and the other thing, too, about, like, it sexual is, it orientation. It seems a binary. Is, well, it does, um, although I actually recently listened to someone who basically said they didn't feel there was any, di- like, a sex educator was talking about her, she uses bisexual because she thinks it means all genders, which is what the word pansexual means. I guess people just get really picky about words. Yeah. I just think pansexual always just reminds me of, like, pan, like a centaur. And I'm like, like mm. playing a flute. I right. just think that's weird. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I guess that's true. Um, some people think the word bisexual is kind of transphobic, or it, like it, it um, eliminates trans people. But if your idea of gender is that, like a cis woman and a trans woman are both women equally, then yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was kind of this person's stance, and like that's how I feel. But whatever. Um, but like, it, even within that, is fluid, right? Like, yeah, yeah. So. I don't know if I feel like I'm all sorted out or figured out in that department, but I guess I don't really care as much anymore. Yeah, I know. Like, in, in that time where I'd break, broken up with him and I was with her, I had, like, a major identity crisis about it, and I spent so much well, time Well, that's why like, I was wondering. sexual orientation, and then one yeah. day I was just like, I'm just going to give up. The Kind of the reason why I asked is because I know you've referred to this process because you've been so private about it as a coming out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so my wondering was since, since I didn't know you at the time like you would have come out then yeah, in so that sexual orientation way hard because then I had to sort of I felt like I had to explain to people that I had a girlfriend which yeah okay that was news but like why I had a girlfriend and what it meant and I really didn't owe anyone that yeah. explanation and I was talking to um, my best friend from high school Lindsay and I was talking about how exhausted I was trying to explain myself to people yeah. when I look back I realized I was trying to explain myself to myself right and it was like in conference but like, I was having this long-winded conversation with people that were like sucking up all my energy and she was like uh basically she said do you want to hire me to go to like functions and I'll just say to people Vanessa has a girlfriend now and her name is blank and I'll just that'll be it and I was like yeah why why don't I just do that I don't know yeah um I remember when I started dating Leah and I told one of my best friends from, like, my, like, back in Winnipeg best friends. Yeah. Not, like, a current best friend, but, like, my childhood best friends. Yeah. And I was, like, explaining where I was in life. And she's, like, so, are you gay? And I was, like, I don't know. Like, I'm, I really like this person and, like, it feels right and all this stuff. And, like, but she just kept being, like, so are you gay? Are you bisexual? Like, what does that mean? Like, and right. she really was, like, forcing this. And, I mean, I'm sure it was shocking for her because we had, like, this whole life as It comes kids. from a place of wanting to understand, but it yeah. also, like, puts a lot of pressure on the person. That, yeah. And also, like, a lot of my experience in the last seven years has been people assuming I'm a lesbian and calling me a lesbian and no one ever asking me my sexual orientation. You're one of the yeah. only people that actually has ever asked me what my sexual orientation was. And I was home recently 
and my mom said something about uh, so-and-so is also a lesbian and it took me a minute to clue in that she was talking to me yeah. and I was like oh my god right. she's never asked me Yeah. she doesn't know I know yeah. Well, I f so one year at our body monologues, we had someone come on stage who was in a relationship with, a, she was in a relationship with a male, but she considered herself bisexual because right. she also had... That's another way of getting erased. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, looking. which is kind of what I feel like for me, but I feel like my issues are so minimal compared to like what other people deal with that I don't right. really talk about, but I actually do feel like I've got this like invisible sexuality. Mm -hmm. Because I, I do feel like I, I'm not committed to yeah. just males. Well, by yeah, I didn't know. And about also that. within the queer community, it's like if um, so for me being with her, it's like well I'm presenting myself as a lesbian and I'm like well I'm not trying to. It's yeah. just that no one ever asked me anything. Yeah. But then if I'm with a man, it's like I have a privilege of being yeah. having a heterosexual status in people's eyes because right. again if they don't ask me, yeah. then you don't experience like the discrimination that other queer people experience, right? Yeah. Especially if you're cisgender and you just are, yeah. like, a conventional looking person, right? So then you're like, it's like the secret that you're not trying to keep secret, but no one is asking you. Yeah, <laughs> so you I know. walk around with a t-shirt being like, trust me, I'm bisexual. Yeah, you know what I mean? yeah, exactly. Yeah, just, just trust me. Anyway, that would be a good t-shirt. We should add it to Victoria's t-shirt line. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that would be just good. trust me, I'm bisexual. So anyway, yeah, I mean, and now I'm like back to dating mostly dudes because every time I try to talk to a lady, they ghost me. Not really? that I have enough data to like yeah. really complain. It hasn't been that long. But yeah, check in with me later to see if I still complain about this. Interesting. Then, like, I find it very annoying. Anyway. So <laughs> why did you decide to um, start sharing this with other um, people? So like on the practical By sharing, level, I mean telling people about it. Yeah. So when I broke up with him, it was very exhausting because I didn't know what to make of our dynamic. And there was a whole bunch of stuff changing. And I, it was like... It's tiring to people you've broken up. And then I also had to explain, well, I felt like I had to explain to people that I had this girlfriend. Mm -hmm. And so then this time, um, when I had, uh, basically the friends I would normally have gone to to talk about this weren't mm. available for whatever reasons, it doesn't really matter. But I asked Victoria if she would, um, if she was available for a phone call so I could talk to her and, um, and I was like mentally preparing and I was like, oh my God, there's so much backstory to this and I have to explain this. And I realized like, oh my God, I am going through this exact same shit I went through last right. time, like coming out again. And I was like, I don't want to come out to anyone anymore. Okay. I don't want to come out. Like, I just want to be. And the other, the other practical part too was my partner I just broke up with was very, um, she was out as queer to her family but not as poly so we kept that like obviously I agreed to keep that secret right. because those were her priorities and I understand that totally um, but then I was like well that's not an issue anymore yeah. I work for myself I'm definitely not going to fire myself if clients don't like it I don't have to have those clients and I just couldn't think of really any other reason right. why I yeah and then so I just started experimenting with like telling people and every time I did it was like totally fine and totally fine or totally awesome like some I would make some new connection with someone and I was like shit I should have done this a long time ago <laughs> yeah but, right <laughs> but you know what I guess it's like the timing of it like I probably wasn't ready before and um and then also her concerns with her family and then also like um you know our relationship dynamic had a certain type of polyamory and then I had been reflecting through the breakup about what I wanted like my new life to be like and also that I probably shouldn't start dating someone for six or seven or eight years right away so like what was how was I going to do it and what was it going to mean for me 
And um, at one point in during our breakup, like an option was presented, like, well, maybe we stop being polyamorous and we start being monogamous. And I shouted no. And I was like, like surprised at how like adamant. Wow. And she was like, oh, okay. And I was like, I'm sorry, I didn't even like mean for it to come out like that. I that just realized in that moment, like I was like, absolutely, I don't want that. So, mm-hmm. all those reasons. And then also, it just occurred to me, sometimes I have really good ideas that are simple, way too late. And I was like, if I want to meet other people that are also like this, if I don't tell anyone, I'm never going to meet them. I know. You know, so like, I know. yeah. So that, so those reasons. Um, and yeah, it's exhausting. So I feel like the next, stay tuned to see if the next long-term relationship I have ends and all I have to tell people is that I broke up and not some other news about myself as well. Yeah. We'll see. I don't think I have any other news, but... Yeah. 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 Yeah, and I don't like... I don't like having secrets. I don't like having to lie by omission to people. Um, Yeah, I thought about telling you lots of times. And the only reason I didn't is because I had this idea that, like, my work life and personal life had to be separated. And I guess it was just... That's another assumption, I guess, right? Like, like the way people assume monogamy is, like, the way of relationship. Like, that was an assumption. And then, again, I started thinking, like, well, I own my own business. Like, I work for myself. Yeah. Why should it be separate? And I share a lot of stuff in my work, like, in my writing and with my clients. And people like it, and that's what makes people feel a rapport with me and people are always thanking me for like being so authentic and I was like I'm not really being authentic yeah when you miss this one piece yeah this one big piece yeah and I don't like feeling like a hypocrite so well and it's a pretty good list of reasons yeah like I (laughs) totally and I get why like we have this like idea that they're supposed to be kept separate but um like there's so many examples of things you haven't kept separate. Like the work that we do is about yeah, like sharing. our particular kind of work. Yeah, for sure. Maybe if I was an accountant, like no, that's not important. Like my clients yeah. are like, can you file my taxes? And I'm like, yes, but first you must know I'm a bisexual polyamorous woman. Like no, that wouldn't matter. But yeah, in my work, yeah, like yeah, in coaching, it's people. It makes it makes it easier for people to share stuff when someone shares something first. Yeah. Yeah. And also now I'm not blackmailable. No one knows. Yeah. I have no secrets. No one can ever blackmail me. I don't have any money, so no one should blackmail me. But maybe in the future I will have money. But now someone might want to blackmail me, and they can't. Exactly. No matter how much money I have, it's to protect my future riches mm-hmm. from extortion. It'll be really interesting to see how um, how your work and your I know come together. Colliding together, and I'm just letting it happen. And I don't think it'll be bad. I just am curious. I'm also curious to see what that means. I know. Yeah. I just yeah. There's just so many examples of when you share stuff, it calls those people because like it yeah. is, like it's just practical. Like why would like if people don't know, then they don't know to connect. Yeah. And you know. Yeah. And the number of people who you've said that you found out are also polyamorous. Or no other. Yeah just because it's crazy. yeah it's very big in toronto too yeah it's like a very big scene in toronto not that i know everyone i'm not i'm just saying from observation not from like being involved but yeah i'm gonna guess that uh assuming we post this and all the audio is fine that this is gonna be a pretty like a like one of the most <laughs> listened to recordings okay, that's great you're welcome <laughs> <laughs> well but it's funny because like well, it's just like the cosmic consultation that I posted was like, right, yeah, yeah, like yeah. tons of people were listening to it because there's lurkers. They're like, yeah. what is going on in Looky that world? Loose. Yeah, they yeah, want to yeah. know. It's true. 
Yeah, and it's curious to learn about other people's lives. Yeah, and not just, I think, out of from a bad perspective, but, like, no. because I think, like you said, oh, we were talking in the water. Like, people, some, people need to question yeah. what they want in a relationship. Some people do, right. and some people don't. And the people who do want to know, well, what are the other options yeah. for me, you know? Like, and there are all kinds of people who are poly. Sometimes people are doing it because it's, like, a moment in time, or they want to try it, or they have a partner that is. And it doesn't mean you're going to do it forever. Yeah. You know, and a lot of polyamorous people are mon- monogamous in practice for times because it does take up more resources, like of energy and time, and requires you to be kind of organized with people. Yeah. Um, very organized with people, and so sometimes you just like don't have a space for it. Yeah, it's interesting because like, if you think about like people in the dating world, um, online dating. Yeah, as I do like, think about them a lot. Yeah, I know you are. <laughs> and how I should fix their profiles. Yeah. Yes. Yes, if plug. anyone wants me to fix their dating profile, please yes. email me. And Vanessa is good. the coach for you. <laughs> I just um, want someone to give up control of their dating profile so I can experiment. <laughs> yeah. But there's all these, like, I mean, we all know friends. I mean, you're even doing that right now, like, seeing a few different people from dating apps. Yeah. We, people do that all the time, and we never, like, that. that's become okay. You can right, date so multiple for, people to to play the field <laughs> right so there's this like dating yeah so there's like but i think yeah it makes it people have to make the switch over to like when they're going to be exclusive with someone right if because there's always the be, assumption yeah. that you would eventually, that you would eventually go there yeah, yeah. make become exclusive that if you continue to like deepen your relationship with this person it would end up being monogamous because that's the final destination yeah for relationships yeah or for intimacy right mm-hmm. yeah stop victoria she's <laughs> trying to be so quiet <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway. that's good. That was good. That was a good it's introduction. Dime stuck to here. I know it's, it's her dad. dad. Oh, <laughs> I was like, how is on his it birthday? It was stuck to my laptop. Really? Oh, okay. I was like, how so is it staying there? Left it there. Cool. Magnetic in this one area. I'm not sure. That's crazy. Okay. Okay. Final thoughts on polyamorous. Final thoughts. Yeah. Do you have any? Um. Sorry to put you on the stand. What's the final thought? You said you were going to do, like, multiple chapters. I feel like final thoughts on yeah, this. Yeah, okay, fine. Okay. My final thought on this is, like, um, I, I actually, I don't know, this might be controversial. I think everyone should try it because it's, like, monogamy is set as a default, and if you don't ever question whether that's the right thing for you, how do you know you chose it? Yeah. The right thing. Chose the right thing or chose it consciously. Or at least do a really good thought experiment. Yeah, a really good thought <laughs> experiment. Yeah. Yeah. Because I also don't think everyone should have kids to test it out. So, I mean, some things... Yeah, but you can't give your kid back. You can give back polyamory. You can go back to monogamy by just, like, flipping but maybe, a switch. But maybe for some people they can't. It, maybe it, it ruins something for them. So maybe not everyone needs to try it. Yeah, I guess. Everyone needs to think about it. They need to, needs to think, think about monogamy as being, yes. like, a default option. They need to think critically about yeah. monogamy. That it's only one way. Yeah. Not the yeah. way, necessarily. Yeah. I don't know. I still think people should try stuff. Yeah. Experimentation. How do you know? It's only one way to find it. Well, <laughs> and if there's anyone out there listening who wants to experiment and go through the process, like, because you've been really intentional about this one, this, like, this time, second yeah. coming. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, and there's lots of, like, very good ways to, like, strategically go through it so that it's not just yeah. haphazard and you're, and it's, I mean, one thing we didn't actually get to talk about was, like, how consensual all this is, yeah. how compassionate. Okay, here's my final thought. Yeah. The best book. I think to read about this is like the classic 
book The Ethical Slut because it's about the philosophy of it and how to manage yourself. It's not about like how to have sex with these people, but it's yeah. about like the philosophy of it. And you could read it and have a totally thought experiment journey through reading it without mm-hmm. ever doing anything. And it would just be like an interesting way of learning about other people's lives. Yeah. Yeah. There's lots of other books and lots of podcasts and stuff out there. Maybe too. you can provide a resource list to add to the show. Yeah, sure. I'll just put that on my list. Um, no, I can. I can provide a resource list. But yeah, it's a really good book because it's just like thinking about, and it brings up all these themes of like, it you know, consent and, and um, like managing jealousy and all these questions that people typically have are all answered. And, and doing like, it in an ethical and respectful way. Well, yeah, that's one of the cornerstones because it's like a lot of monogamous people aren't monogamous in practice. Yeah. They have affairs and what have you. They have like vacation flings or whatever. But that's built on the premise that you're not going to tell your... It's a secret. And yeah. so if, when your partner finds out, then you've got broken trust and all these problems, and like that's not very compassionate yeah. towards um, them or you, because then you have to keep the secret and feel crappy about yourself, and etc. So. so I'm assuming you'd be willing to coach people through this process. Not yeah. yet? Well, yeah, I, I, think about, I think about that, and I've, I've thought about it before because it came up a couple years ago with a client a coaching client I had Whoa. yeah and I was like and at the time I was like is this too close to my life for me to do this for work that was my because I still had this idea that but then also like this thing that always comes up for coaches <laughs> came up for me which is like do I know enough about this to help people but like oh my god you do yeah 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 but I have learned a lot more recently like since I had that experience but that's when it first got planted in my head and then also when I went to see Stella and she was like your personal life will be your work and there'll be no separation I was like oh I feel like this is a thing but yeah I don't know I guess I have to try it right there's only one way to find out (laughs) try it yeah so I do think about it but there's people that do it there's lots of people that do it because my uh, married boyfriend who has an open marriage sees a counselor who is herself poly right yeah I don't know if I told you that but no right yeah Um, but but yeah, he, like, like he feels that she has like a greater degree of legi- legitimacy in his eyes. Yeah, right. Because she knows what she gets it basically. Right. Yeah. Totally, totally. I was just gonna say like, there's. I mean, in the like coaching perspective, like someone might want to see a coach instead of a counselor. Yeah. About this. And one of the things about me as a coach is like I really like. I wouldn't. I don't think I want to do like couples coaching yeah or like partners together I'd want to coach individual people on like their own like sense of self and self-care and energy management yeah that's great because I I already know that I want to coach individual people because I've tried coaching two people at once and I didn't like that okay I should try it again but yeah that's kind of like my pre-existing focus and I don't know if I want to change it yeah 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 so that's that's where I'm at. Okay. Yeah. Well, if anyone's listening <laughs> and wants to take the next step. Or wants me to redo their dating, online dating oh, yeah. app profile. Or redo the dating and online. Just, that's not even that. Regardless really of whether you're it. poly or whatever. Yeah. I see a lot of else. weird, bad stuff. <laughs> yeah. She's got a good I eye. I don't think it's intentional. Okay. Well, thank you, Vanessa, for joining us today. <laughs> Why is this all of a sudden like a radio? Interview? I don't None know. None of your episodes are like this. I know. I don't know. It just felt like 
that's about right. It like because otherwise we just keep talking forever. Yeah. As okay. we have been for the last three days. Right. So I need to like in my mind cap this off and then you're in mine. So yeah, okay. that's it. We're Thank done. you. Until next time. All yep. right. Bye. Bye.